Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome to another hour of Provocative Enlightenment, an hour dedicated to the discovery of illumination. Indeed, we go wherever mind might take us during this next hour, all the while aware and questioning the nature of life, of being human, of logic and reason. For this is an hour focused on the real philosophy behind the meaning of our values and existence, how we derive the assumptions we live by. It's an hour where we admit that our foregone conclusions could all be wrong, and in that way, truly open ourselves up to the possibility of a new kind of understanding that in some way, somehow, may indeed lead to that elusive state known as enlightenment. Our guest today is one of my very favorite people, Lorna Byrne. She will be taking your calls a little later in the show, but first to our letters. Last week's show produced more letters than we have ever received from a single show. Indeed, I couldn't read them all if I used this entire show to do so. If you missed last week's show, it was all about my new book, What Does That Mean? Exploring Mind, Meaning, and Mysteries. The book probes the meaning of all, uh, all of life, if you will, by examining the common experiences everyone has, but all too often just dismisses, or we just simply ignore. I spoke at one point about a miraculous event I experienced, and we invited your letters telling us of your miracle experiences. Now, every week I read a few of your letters as our way of paying homage to the importance you play in helping us to shape our show and make it even better in every way. Diana wrote, Hi, Eldon. Love your show on Hay House Radio. I really enjoyed your last show and your story of the train. Now, Diana is referring to a time in my life when I should have been killed in an auto train accident. In fact, there simply is no explanation for why I wasn't short of calling on something supernatural. As I said earlier, we invited your miracle stories, and we received very many. It's absolutely awesome to discover just how common true miracles still are in this day and age of super technology. There are so many very good stories uh, for me to choose from that I really had to resort to kind of a random selection process. Uh, you might say the winner of that random process, the, the draw from the hat, is a story that I'll share with you this week. But perhaps in weeks to come, we'll do a show just on miracles and we'll share them all because there's some really incredible ones. All right, Richard wrote, Greetings. I had an experience like yours in the early 80s on my way back from work on I-95 in South Florida. I ran out of gas with an 18-wheeler tailgating me. I closed my eyes and prayed for God to be with me, quote-unquote, sure of my impending doom. The next thing I know, I'm safely on my exit ramp as the truck drove by. It had to have somehow teleported through me in my 1976 Ford Comet. Comet. Now, that's amazing, if you think about it. Thanks for sharing, Richard. Uh, Here you are. You're on a freeway. You've got an 18-wheeler just coming right up on the back of you, tailgating, and suddenly your engine shuts down. You're out of gas. You've lost all power-assisted everything. There you are. Think about that one. 
Okay. Again, we receive many heartwarming stories, some like Richard's, and others that tell of many other sides to the unexplained events we all have had in our lives. I invite you still to share those stories with us, and to that end, we decided last week that if you send your story to us, that we would send you my new three-DVD set, Change Without Thinking. So please put your story together and leave it at my site, eldentaylor.com. Leave it as a comment or email it to me directly by sending your story to Eldon, E-L-D-O-N, at intertalk, I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. Okay. At another point in the show, I discussed how I became aware of a level of animal consciousness that today I equate as simply being conscious. Unfortunately, I was not always sensitive to this fact. As a result, I was a sportsman that hunted and a rancher that sent beef to slaughter. Martha wrote, Yesterday I heard you tell the story of the cow you did not save. It was a terribly disturbing story to hear, and now, nearly 24 hours later, I can still hear his cries on my head. Do you have any great ideas about how I can get this out of my head? I am hesitant to listen to you anymore, as I don't want to hear any more stories like this. I am not a PETA person or any kind of a radical person at all. That story just broke my heart. Please don't blindside your listeners with crap like that again. I answered Martha this way, but I want, first of all, for all of you to know that if I blindsided you, I do apologize. Here, here is my answer to everyone that may have been offended. The steer called out as it was about to be slaughtered, so close so that I couldn't have stopped the killing if I'd have been conscious enough to do so. The gravity of what I did settled in slowly, but by day's end, I felt sick about it. It still pains me when I think of how I used to take farm animals and so-called game animals for something much less than they really are. Indeed, I am ashamed of this part of my personal history. I would like to be able to say something to mitigate my ignorance, but the fact is, I only learn because the animals taught me. I share this openly now in hopes that others will become more sensitive to the treatment of animals at all levels, including what it is they choose to eat and why they make that choice. Okay, Pete wrote, I was deeply touched by your brief animal stories at the end of Provocative Enlightenment. Thank you. Sean wrote, Hi, Eldon. I was very moved by your radio show on February 23rd and look forward to reading your new book. Michelle wrote, Dear Eldon, I just began listening to your show this past winter, and I have been highly intrigued and delighted by your program. A philosopher at heart, I love that you focus on metaphysical healing and the mind-body connection from a philosophical and psychological standpoint. Your show satisfies my cravings to discuss mental manipulation via advertising and supernatural phenomena, among other things, like the Heart Project and the deliberate installation of fear via EMF, with both intelligence and sincerity. In short, you do not insult the listener's intelligence, and this is very much appreciated. I also truly appreciate that on your last show, you graciously graciously shared your life-changing experience, car accident with train, that caused your spiritual awareness. I, too, believe that animals do have souls that some humans dismiss as inconsequential. Your story about the calf was very touching indeed. Michelle, I can only say to you, thank you. I will try to live up to the honor you've given me. 
Betsy wrote, thank you so much for the free downloads I received from your website. Your generosity defines your character and has made me a faithful fan. I'm looking forward to reading your new book and wish you much continued success. Wow, thanks, Betsy. Now, what Betsy's referring to uh, is the free MP3 programs we make available as our way of paying things forward. You can get yours at my website, eldentaylor.com. Just follow the link in the upper left panel titled Free Programs. Can't be a lot easier than that. Anne wrote, I truly enjoy listening to your show. It's definitely one of my favorites on Hay House Radio. Keep up the great work, and thank you for your generosity. Suzanne wrote, and in this instance, sent us a physical letter. She had emailed us months ago, and we had shipped some CDs to her as our gift. Uh, You know, sometimes people just um, fall on hard times. Here is what she said. Dear Progressive Awareness Team, I love this letter. I have enjoyed your work and the results thereof immensely. I am currently working on releasing right now, and a tithe check is made out. Catherine Ponder said in one of her books that a tithe should be made to that which enhances your spirituality and growth. So I am sending this check to all of you as a gift. Do as you will with it. Order lunch or whatever. I hope that it is accepted well. Thank you again. So what did we do? Well, I'll tell you, we celebrated. The entire team did enjoy lunch. Thank you very much, Suzanne. I just love it when the world works that way. Teresa wrote, I have been listening to Mr. Taylor's show on Hay House Radio and have become addicted to his wisdom. Thank you for making more of it available. Wow. Thank you, Teresa. I don't know about that wisdom sometime. I'll let Ravinder take that one on in another show. Okay, that's all the time we have for letters today. But I do want to thank all of you for your feedback, and I invite you to opine by leaving comments on my website, eldentaylor.com, or by joining me on Facebook. I do read your notes and letters, and they do help shape our show. Okay, let's get to one of my very favorite people, Lorna Byrne. She is the author of the marvelous book, Angels in My Hair. I know from personal experience that she is the real deal. Lorna has been with us before, and she sparked many letters. Her story is of a miracle life, her life, although at the time living it, I'm sure she didn't think it was always a miracle, and the angels that have always been near and guided her. In her last visit, we touched on the problem of evil. Is there evil in the world, or is everything that we think of as evil a creation of being human? Many letters regarding this subject. That is, there are so-called spiritual teachers today that insist there is no evil except that which we create. There is no struggle between good and evil per se. It's really all about the illusion we live under as humans. The question then is rather straightforward. Is there a force orchestrating evil? As a good deal of the religious literature suggests... Or is it all the stuff of our own making as a result of our own confusion and wrong thinking? Well, our guest today has actually been with the devil. What did she learn? Is there a contest between good and evil as depicted in biblical literature? Is there really a devil? I know what I think, but we want your input and ideas. All right, let's welcome today's guest. Lorna Byrne is an Irish mystic who sees angels and spirits in her book. 
Angels in My Hair, she tells her life story and shares the inspirations and teachings she has learned from a lifetime spent with the angels. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pause here. If you've not read this book, get this book right now. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble online. This is a great read. She has become an international publishing phenomena, and she joins us today from Ireland. We are honored to have her and her angels with us. Welcome back to Provocative Enlightenment, Lorna Byrne. Hello, Eldon. It's lovely to talk with you again. I know there's definitely loads of angels there with you helping you, and it was great hearing all that news about your new book. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, You know, when you were with us last time, we really got a lot of mail, and we got a lot of mail about an issue that I think is a very important issue of our time. In your book, you talk about various angels that you've visited with, including Mikiel. you you imply from the book, from your background and in our conversations, that this whole set of angels that we might come to know if we were to read biblical literature, particularly the Torah, uh, Raphael, Michiel, etc., um, are, are real and that you, you have visited with many. And I know in another context that you have... Disclose the fact that you had a meeting with the devil himself, Satan, okay? Yeah. Now, in, in setting all this up, there is a whole trend of thought out here right now about how man creates everything and uh, there is no evil and, and the evil that we see that is just a part of, you know, our own creation. At the same time, you know, the, in, in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 4, verses 5 through 8, we get this quotation about the devil taking him up on uh, a high mountain, showing him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, I'm quoting now, All this authority I will give you. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get me behind thee, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord God, and, and him only you shall serve. So now, the argument is among many Christians today that there is a form of unorthodoxy that you might say is championed by uh, this notion that uh, we create the evil, we've created the world, we create everything, man is the source of, of all. And, and it, it is in direct contradiction to to what I believe you're going to tell us is your experience. And I'm going to just put it there on the table then and say, take on good and evil for me, will you, Lorna? Okay. I actually don't really like talking about it. Um, And I know my little horse, so I hope you don't mind. Um, We love that you're here with us. (laughs) Okay. Um, I wish Satan didn't exist, but he does. And um, he's, he's the one that we find it easier to listen to. And, um, you know, just what you're after reading out there, um, when our Lord told him, you know, to get behind him and all of that, um, that's what we're meant to do in, in that sense as well, to, to, to ignore him, not, not to do what he asks. But we just find it so easy to listen because just like our Lord Jesus um, being offered, you know, the power over all the world, you know, that he could rule all these countries, which which was a lie because 
God doesn't need to to rule the world um, in that in that way. Um, that that was to to fool to fool our Lord. Satan does exist. I'm afraid he is there, and that's that's why we we so much so many bad things are in the world because we're it's that greed, it is that selfishness, that's you know that that we answer to, you know, for more money, for for more material things when when we should be more loving and more caring. I just wish he didn't exist, but he does. I do too. I'm going to ask you a very difficult question. I do not mean to put you on the spot. You know, this is provocative enlightenment, so we do provoke things. There is a whole system of teaching, uh, popularly known today under the umbrella of the secret, that many believe to be occult in its nature, because this teaching, for all intent and purposes, uh, asserts that man is the creator of all things. Um, how does that square with your experience, with with your insight, with your uh, with the angels? Um, the way, the only way I can answer that now is really truthful. Man isn't the creator of all things. Um, it is only by what what the angels have shown me all my life. You know because. They had asked me to help them in different things. Um, it kind of caused things to happen within my life, some good and positive things, but it helped others. Um, it wasn't that I created them, but it is, it is that they were already created, but it was to help, to make them better. You know, um, so- God, God has, all, all that I can say to you is, to be truthful and honest, um, God has created this world, this universe, um, but we're given the knowledge and the wisdom, you know, and our soul that dwells inside of us, inside of our human mm-hmm. body, um, you know, that makes us more more human, it makes us more compassionate, but it stirs the knowledge and the wisdom that is inside of us um, to, to create things out of what has already been created in the world for us. If you understand that, I did, and and you know, to me, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I actually believe that one of the great difficulties, the trials of our time, um, and and I don't see it as being addressed. So I will say it is ignored. Is this whole notion of cultural relativity? This notion that there is no such thing as an absolute right or an absolute wrong. You know, if you're raised in a society that believes, uh, well, I'll just use this one because we deal with it so much today. Jihad is appropriate in the sense that we can send a teenage child or a young child into uh, a shopping center in, in Tel Aviv and have them detonate themselves and kill a number of innocents. If, if we take the view that culturally relative cultural relativism would impose upon us that neil donald walsh once told me on the air was the correct view if we take that view that that's right because that's what they were raised to believe then we have no value system and there is no hope for peace man has indeed um eroded the highest aspect of humanness. That, that is my perspective, and I believe that's what you're saying, is it not? 
It is, yes, and you, you have to remember, you know, you, you strap something to a child and you tell them that they must do this. I know that if the child survived or if a child watched another doing such great harm to other human beings, the child would cry because the child would know spiritually deep down inside of it that this is wrong. But this is Satan getting adults to use children, to use young people, to, as, as they grow, to put fear into them, telling them, you know, this is how we get, um, you know, the power over the world. You know, they, I, I am so surprised, you know, um, people let Satan in, you know, different cultures, because they're, they're saying if, if you do, you know, strap a bomb to yourself and, and you blow up a bus, you know, you'll go straight to heaven. It's in honor of God. It's not in honor of God because they're, they're, they're killing God's children regardless of, of their, their religion. And that's, that's one thing that um, the angels have always shown me. You know, angels are with every single human being regardless of their religion. And, and every single human being has, has a soul. So each and every one of us, no matter what our beliefs are or our unbeliefs are, you know, we are God's children. And we're not right. going to be hurting or harming each other or destroying our planet or, you know, we're meant to be helping and caring for each other and helping, you know, for our lives to be better. But we listen to Satan. That's, that's why these bad things happen. We, we, we listen. We, I, I don't know whether I had told you before I had met a, a man and um, he lived in a worn, torn country and he had left. But he had told me about, you know, you know, bombs dropping and his family being hurt and horrible things happening. And he said, you know, I've read your book and I have only now realized that I allowed revenge, I allowed Satan inside of me. And I went out and he said he done likewise. He, he hurt and maimed others and he just felt so sorry for it. And he, he looked at his own children and, and he said the thoughts of someone having revenge and listening to Satan um, for power and, and for all of the wrong things and hurting my children or killing my children. He said that's the greatest, which it is, it's, it's the greatest, what would you say, Satan, the power Satan has over people is, is revenge inside of them. You know, getting others to hurt someone else so that right. you will hurt back. You know, when, when you're hurt, you should stop. You should just stop for a minute and just take a, a deep breath and say, no, I'm not going to allow revenge. I'm going to allow, allow love instead. And it, it's not that, that you, you, you know, you learn how to forgive, but you don't forget. And the reason why you're not meant to forget is so, so that the same mistakes won't be made again. I'm afraid Satan in the world at the moment is having a great time. Even here in Ireland, you know, um, with the recession, you know, the wealth that, that has been here, you know, the recession in right. itself has come from, you know, from greed, from people wanting more and more and charging, you know, huge prices and becoming wealthier. And in a sense, still in here in Ireland, they're We have a heartbreak coming up. Okay. Let's okay. pick this up after the break. Uh, you're listening to Provocative Enlightenment. My guest today is Lorna Byrne. We're discussing her fascinating life with angels in her wonderful book, Angels in My Hair. We'll be right back after these messages from our friends. Confusion. Deception. 
manipulation, feeling a bit controlled, lost? Learn how you can take back control of your life through proven techniques in Eldon Taylor's revised edition of Choices and Illusions. This New York Times bestseller is a guidebook to your journey to self-actualization filled with practical, real-life solutions backed by scientific studies and guaranteed to awaken your inner genie. Get your copy today from all bookstores. Have you talked to yourself lately? What does that inner voice say? Are you constantly hearing negative feedback? Ready for a change? Inner Talk, Eldon Taylor's patented subliminal technology, can do just that. Change your inner self-talk. Turn off the negative by replacing it with positive affirmations. Inner Talk has been researched at universities such as Stanford and by governments around the world and has been proven effective at priming your self-talk. Armed with a new positive outlook, you'll find everything becomes easier. From losing weight to stop smoking, giving presentations to riding horses, learn new things to being a powerful salesperson. Choose your title for change today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. Innertalk.com. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. Okay, if you just joined us, I'm Eldon Taylor, and I'm speaking with Lorna Byrne, a one-person publishing phenomena whose book, Angels in My Hair, is an absolute must-read, in my opinion. Uh, before break, we had just uh, discussed this whole nature of of uh, the controversy that seems to exist today between good and evil, right and wrong, value systems, a so-called secular progressive view that might say, uh, for all intent and purposes, there is no such thing as an absolute value versus absolute values. I could take Lorna's... I could I could ask her questions for due days, but the phones are busy, and we have many questions out of our chat room. So we're going to take some calls, go to the chat room, uh, and then I'll get back and ask you a couple of other questions. How's that, Lorna? You up to that's that today? Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Not about it. All right. Okay. Online too, we have Marta from uh, Miami. Uh, Marta, you have a question for Lorna Byrne. Yes, I do. Lorna, hi. Um, Hello, Marta. I- how are you doing? I hope you're feeling better. I am indeed. <laughs> Lorna, I um, placed a prayer request on your website uh, for my son to okay. visit, um dealing with the drug issues. And I first wanted to say thank you for offering that and let you know that there's been a dramatic, you know, not dramatic, but there's been a very positive change in his life. Okay. It's been very what? good. It's been consistently getting better and better and better. Um, of course, I always have the anxiety of him falling back again. And so I wanted to see if you had any messages for me or my son. Well, I, I'm just being told to tell you for for you to ask your guardian angel, to ask his guardian angel um, to give your son the strength that he needs to get through this and to come out the other side, you know, to grow every, into a really good young man and mm-hmm. to have have a good life. And ask your son 
you know, um, I don't know whether you can or not, but ask ask your son, you know, to give himself the opportunity to believe that he has a guardian angel and for him to ask his guardian angel to help him in all of the ways ways he can to get through this. And I believe he will. Thank you, Lorna. Thank you. Your, your, your son has great strength. I'm sorry? Your son has great strength. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Your your book kept me company and gave me a lot of comfort on many sleepless nights. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Lorna, before we take the next call or ask you the next question, I should have given this out earlier. Everybody out there, you can you can go to eldentaylor.com, and we have links to Lorna's website, et cetera. But she does a lot of wonderful things besides write a book, including her website, having this prairie. Give your website so everybody knows how to get a hold of you, please. Um, it's lornaburn.com. Um, That's all. Spell it. L-O-R-N-A-B-Y-L. B-Y-R-N-E. There we go. All right. LornaBurn.com for everybody out there. All right. On line one, we have Susan from Maryland. Susan, you have a question for Lorna Byrne. Hi. Yes, I do. Hi, Susan. Hi. Um, I um, have been going through a rather dark time, and it would give me great comfort if you could tune into my energy and let me know if there is an angel a specific angel, maybe a name of the angel that is um, closest to me that is working. So I, I'm really trying to tune in. Okay. I'll, I'll ask for you. One thing that the angels have always said to me, um, because so many people are asking about, you know, the names of the guardian angel, um, and one thing they, they say is just to say to a person, it's the name that you love that's in your heart. And you have to remember... Your guardian angel allows another angel to be around you as well to help you to get you out of this dark place, and you will you will come out of it. And just ask and trust. You know, every single time that you're told, you know, to go left instead of going right, try and go left. Right. When 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 you when you hear that, right. and any time you you don't respond to something, and you say to yourself later. Um, I should have done that. I always say give yourself a pinch and, and try the next time. Okay. You know, just ask your guardian angel. Um, I'm asking your guardian angel for you, and I'm not being given your guardian angel's name. Okay. But I'm just being told that one of the angels that your guardian angel has allowed in to help you, and okay. I'm trying to pronounce the name, is called Maurice. Uh, Maurice, if, if you can hear that name. Okay. Okay, so you ask that, and I'm asking now for you. I'm asking now for things to start to change. But you have to help the angels as well, because you have to respond by opening the door. Yes, and I, okay. I have been I have been working to open um, intuitively, and I'm not sure whether I'm hearing uh, whether it's their guides that are with me or whether they're angels. That was well, my. That- that's that's what angels are. It's just that people call them different names all uh, over the world. Some people will call them guides, and some people call them angels. And I have heard them called other names. You know, um, uh, but but they're angels. They they are they are just beautiful creatures, okay. and and you have to remember that um, God's angels. 
will only ask you to do good things, will only guide you in the right way. Right. Um, if you're doing something wrong, it is not God's angels. It's the other side, I'm afraid. Right, um, right. But I've been told you listen very well and stop doubting yourself and just have a little bit more belief. Mm-hmm. There are great teachers. Ask your guardian angel to allow in teachers to help you. Okay, because and messages will come in because I, I honestly don't see how... It's like I don't see the door right now. Oh, they're all closed. <laughs> Seems like they're closed. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're opening there now, and it is, in a sense, you know, they are great teachers. And sometimes, you know, they give you a little lesson, and, and you might say to yourself, what's in this for me? Don't look, look for that. Sometimes it's just to teach you something. It could be just, you could be just sitting at a table, and you're being told, move that cup in. And you see the, the cup is in the center of the table, and you say, so why should I do that? Just go and move it in, because they're teaching you that when there is something important that, that is important within your life, you respond to it straight away without hesitation. We forget that. Mm-hmm. We're all the time looking for a meaning in everything, and sometimes it's only a meaning of teaching you something mm-hmm. to respond Okay, well, so I guess the angels are telling you that things will get better. <laughs> they, they, they will trust now and, and believe. And if every time you know something, you are given a message, but you didn't respond to it. And, you know, later on, just I just say, give yourself a good pinch and say, well, the next time. Remember, uh-huh. you're only human and you can only um, do your best. Okay, they won't give up on me, I hope. (laughs) No, never. Remember, you have to remember you are your number one to your guardian angel. Your guardian angel never leaves you, not for one second. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the call, Susan. Thank you. You have a great day now. You too. Out of the chat room for you, Lauren and Byrne, Kelly asks, I know there, excuse me, you did my voice, (laughs) but your voice is getting better. Mine is getting better. (laughs) That's right. I, I know there are angels, she says, and I feel certain there are spirit guides. Sylvia Brown has said that angels don't speak, but others say they do. What is your take on this issue? Well, angels talk to me all the time, so therefore they, they speak. I um, Sometimes they won't answer a question for me. All right, they just ignore me, but angels speak. Yes, they do. They talk to me all the time, so I know they talk to everybody. They give guidance, they give messages, they, they help people to do, to do the right thing and to go on the right path. And like you just pointed out, often we don't hear them because we shut them down thinking that whatever conversation might be going on is just not a very relevant kind of a conversation. Is that true? That, that, that is true, and, and that's where um, we make that, that mistake. You know, we shouldn't always be looking, you know, what's in it for me. Or if something just seems so simple, you know, you could be told to go back into the house and close the door and you're, you're looking at the door and it's closed. But they're actually teaching you to respond. That's why they're great teachers. Right. I love that. That's a marvelous metaphor. Now, Thomas Schofield, I'm sorry, he's got a different question. I'm going to take Silla's okay. question out of the chat room, Ravinder. Uh, do we have the same guides and angels in each of our lifetimes or do we receive different angels in different lifetimes? Um, I've only asked and spoke to the angels about that a little, and um, on the second book I'm writing, I am writing about reincarnation, you know, and giving some information. Um, 
And all as I can say is when someone does come back a second time, when it's allowed, when it happens, um, they don't have all the same angels, and sometimes they do have the same guardian angel, but not always. I have to be truthful. I don't know what people would like me to say. No, no, you do have to be truthful, but are you yes. therefore admitting in what you just said that there is such a thing as reincarnation? Yes, but not in the same way, not in the abundance um, that we think. That's Meaning that not everybody reincarnates? Not, yeah, not in, not in the abundance. Like I may Or that they have 20 lives or... Is that what not, we mean? Not necessary. Some people never reincarnate, never come back. But they don't need You're to. teasing us, aren't you? When is this I book going to be ready? <laughs> um, it's going to be published in Europe in September, um, but not for a while in the States. You will send me a copy. Will I you will not? indeed. I oh, will. I will. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. On line three, we have Joni from Alberta, Canada. Joni has a question for you. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Joni. Hi, it's Joanna. Hi, Joni. Oh, Joanna, Joanna I'm sorry. Hi, Lorna. Do you have a question for Lorna? Yeah. Um, I read your book and I loved it. I just, I think I read it in two days. Okay. I have a question in regard to orbs. And are they all angels or how do you see them? Are they other beings or... You're, you're saying orbs um, I see orbs light. all colors all um, the time. Sometimes they are just energy you're seeing. You you would know if if an orb was an angel. You just know without without any shadow of doubt. And um, sometimes they are just energy. You know they're coming from things that are around you. Oh. Okay. Um, plant life and, and things like that, or, or even animals. Um, how can I describe? I know I described a little in, in the book. They can just shoot off light. Because I I see different types of light, so um, it's weird that I'm seeing it, but I've been starting to see them in the past, I'd say maybe five years, and, and that's what I was questioning, because someone said they're or, they're, they were just angels, but I had a feeling that it was a lot more than just angels. Sometimes, I know I can't hear you clearly all of the time. Pardon me? I can't hear you clearly all of the time. But I know sometimes, maybe what you're saying as well, is that um, sometimes a light would come into a room or you could be out walking, and that actually could be the light of a soul of someone that was close to you. Okay. Okay. The line is very, very bad. I can't hear you. Sorry, I'm just on a I'm on a cordless phone. I know this phone can be bad. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm sorry about that. Thank you that for calling, now, Joanna. Okay. Thank you, Joanna. All right. Let's let's take another call. We have Jeremiah out of New York. Uh, he's got a question about the yes. devil. Jeremiah, okay. are you with us? Yes, I am. Hello, Jeremiah. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. What's your question for Lorna Byrne today? My question is, good afternoon to your guest, and good afternoon to you. My question you, is, how do, you know, how do you know when, when to, to, how do you identify um, Satan? And sec, uh, secondly, um, we all have guardian angels, and like guardian angels, they are parents. 
And when, when a child doesn't listen to a parent um, after several warnings, the parent usually let the child fall in order to experience the outcome of the... Um, do our angels usually, when, we, when, when they give us a first warning or a first sign and we don't pay attention, do they step back for a while and let us go through our own motions and or they, are they always around helping us? Because I'm, I'm going through pretty dark days myself and I'm trying to understand how to pay attention to my guardian angel. And, and the reason why I say that, you said something about like there's devil and then there's, there's good there's Satan and then there's good angels, and I met someone who supposedly was a good angel, and, um, um, you know, I really care about this person. I don't want to seem angry or anything, but um, there are things in, in my relationship with this person who that has made me feel like my energy is being vamped, and the, the goodness that I have in me is being turned into something else, and I'm really, really confused. I don't know what to do. There were signs. I should have left, and I didn't leave, and now I'm feeling like my guardian. My we in, in Africa they say your goons, um, your, your goons are, are your, um, your your guardians. Um, in America they say guardian angel. In other places, like you said, everyone has different names. But my goons basically showed me a lot of ways that you know, like I would have money, and then when when the money was flowing, it was our relationship was perfect, and then when it's gone, then it might you know I was discarded, and you know it just goes back and forth, and. It happens to be guiling, and and um, as you know, he was when when Jesus was in the uh, desert for forty days fasting. He said, "You know, turn this bread into stone." I'm not Christian, but um, you know. Okay. So okay, Jeremiah. The, what, the Jeremiah, we have a yeah. lot of callers, so let's let's make this one short, please. I don't mean to cut you off, but, but then the, the angels, question is, the how do we know the difference between no, the angels? Do the angels leave you alone for a while and let you go through your own motions? And do they come in dreams, or are they, like, in actuality, like, when you're awake only? The, your guardian, the angels are around you all of the time, and they never, never leave you. They don't give up on you when you're going through a, a, a hard emotional time. Um, they're there all of the time trying to encourage you, to help you, and trying to get you to, to make the right choices for, for the thing to be sorted out. Okay. Well, if you don't listen, if you don't listen, like several times, like I've been in a relationship for five years, and you don't listen every time they show you, how do you know that they're still there for you when you're going through? They're still, they're still there. They, your guardian angel never gives up up on you and never leaves you for one second at all. No matter okay. how many so, times you don't listen, they'll they'll still keep on trying. And I think that is one of the wonderful things about your guardian angel. But do okay. they come to you also in dreams, or do, are dreams separate from some experience? Like if sometimes you say, an for angel. Example, you were saying, for example, you said something about, and this is something I've noticed, if someone says to you, or you say to yourself, you know, the cup is on the table, and if you don't move it a second, you may knock it over, and then 10 seconds you knock it over. Is that a guardian angel? Is that intuition? Is that what? What is that? That, that is your guardian angel, whatever way your guardian angel is talking to you. It yeah. can be through a feeling in your stomach. It can be um, telepathically. It, it can be in loads of different ways because it depends on the connection between you and your angel. Thank you for calling, Jeremiah. All right, let's let's take our next caller. We have Tricia from Quebec on line six. Tricia, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. Hi, Eldon. Hi, Lorna. How are Hello, you? Hi. <laughs> 
Um, I have a question for Lorna. Please. Um, I'd like to know what's the difference between guides and angels. I think kind of everybody kind of answered that. Uh, you kind of answered that, but uh, I'm a clear audience person, and it runs in my family. And uh, I hear mostly guides. Now, can they be mixed up where I can hear both guides and angels? Um, you're saying you, you hear guides, and sometimes a, a guide can be, you know, a soul, and, you know, someone that has died and passed over. Yeah. And you, one, one thing the angels have always told me, and it always makes me smile and laugh, and I used to be embarrassed about it, but sometimes we hear a soul ten times quicker than, than we would actually hear an angel because you have to remember we are souls as well inside of our yeah. human body. And sometimes the angels, um, uh, your guardian angel allows the soul, you know, to be a guide at certain times in your life to help you. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're hearing guides, and sometimes yeah. the guides are actually angels that you're hearing, Oh, it's, okay. it's just a word, it's just a name. Okay. Okay? Yeah, and and use them, any guidance you're given, use it, you know, to help yourself in your life and to help others in, in whatever way. Okay. Thanks for calling, Tricia. Now, <clears throat> let's take line five, Terry from New Jersey. You have a question, Terry, for Lorna Byrne. I like this question. It's a great question. Bring it on. Hi, Lorna. How are you? Hi, Terry. My question is, after reading your book, it seems like things were destined to happen. Do, is everything in our life destined to happen, or what control do we have regarding what happens? Well, we have, we have great control because you, you have to remember, you might, um, you know, you've read the book and you might feel, you know, my life was destined to happen in, in the way it did. You know, to go through all that I went through, all the ups and downs, all the happiness and joy, as well as the sad things. But you have to remember one thing. I had choice. I could have said no to the angel. I could have actually have refused, even though I I know deep down inside of me, because I have such strong faith, I, I wouldn't have refused. But I could have had. And then I wouldn't have written this book, Angels in My Hair, and what has happened in my life since then wouldn't have happened. You have you have a choice. Oh, always remember that. Um, and lots of people talk about destiny. And I would say to everybody, you have loads of destinies. The destiny starts each morning you open your eyes and you wake up and you're alive. That's a new day. It's a new life. It is a new destiny as well. It is a continuation of of what was, was, say, the day before, what people might say was the past. But everything of the new day is actually new. We have loads of destinies, not just one. And that's what most people need to remember. Okay, so should we... So that should help us with fear, because I find that I'm, especially raising my children, I'm always fearful that I'm going to make the wrong decision for them. Well, I'm being told that you're a good mother. Okay, <laughs> oh, so that is one, one thing you... You have it on great authority, Terry. Yeah, you, 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 must, you must remember you are a good mother. 
Um, and one thing you could do, you could ask your guardian angel. This is something that is very powerful, to ask your own guardian angel, to ask your children's guardian angels. To help Actually, I have started to talk to I, I've been talking Good. to my guardian angel. I should talk to my kid's guardian angel. Great. Well, okay, that, thank you. That is brilliant. Thanks for calling, Terry. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Terry. All right, Lorna. We're not going to be able to take all the calls, and I'm not going to be able to get all the questions to you out of the chat room. So we have a lot of people hanging on, and their questions are all important. Do you have a way that they can email you, a way that they can access you, they can ask you these questions, just for those people that are listening right now that we're unable to get to you? Um, what I would say say to them is, you know, they can go into the website, and there is... Now, I can't get back to them but the only way I could say that at different times, maybe as I continue to write, um, some of those questions will be answered in the books I write. Would that be a benefit? All right. So, so everybody should go to your website, and, and there you, you've posted a lot of information. They can leave comments. They can join yeah. your prayer group, et cetera. And, yeah. and, and, and once again, you know, the book, uh, Angels in Your Hair, is an absolutely fantastic book. You, you have about 20 seconds. What would you like to tell us today is the most important thing we should have in our hearts and mind? I think the most important thing that everyone could do is just a little simple prayer, and that is um, just ask your guardian angel every day to help you through everything that you do, and that empowers your angel and empowers yourself. That's wonderful. Lorna, thank you very much for being with us, and I want to thank everybody out there for joining us today on the show as well. Join me next week when Dr. Ed Klein will discuss 2,000 years of past life history. Blessings to all. 